inspiration you need to take me off that pedestal just need to make sure that's recording hello and welcome to punk goes pod the internet's only podcast that chronicles fearless records punk goes ellipses series to answer the age-old question hell yeah or yeah nah hell yeah um i am here live and i am not a cat (laughs) (laughs) i'm picking that Most, if not all, of our listeners by now will have seen the viral video of the poor, (laughs) slightly elderly I'm picking, or at least his middle-aged lawyer. Yeah, that that voice was not coming out of a 30-year-old man. No. (laughs) Who... Oh. (laughs) Yeah, who was doing a Zoom legal proceeding with a cat filter on his face. Fuck, that was funny. You know what sucks for that person? Imagine if the judge is a dog person and hates cats. Instantly guilty. Uh, that laugh that I just did before, thats that rivals when we were out to dinner with my family and my youngest nephew dropped his milkshake and I nearly fainted from laughing. It was a very um, extreme response to your nephew. <laughs> drop. Like, it was very funny, don't get me wrong. I but... didn't know what it was about it, though. It just... I, I I was dizzy afterwards from how much I was laughing at it. <laughs> I think it was because, like, my brother's girlfriend had literally just arrived. And I don't know if it was because my nephew was just so excited to see her that he, he just forgot that he was holding a milkshake in his hand. And I'm holding my water bottle for emphasis to create some uh, sound effect there. Yeah. But, yeah. My God. <laughs> um, so we've already managed to cover off two random topics. Um, yep. So, before we go any further off the rails, this week we are looking at the song Jumper by Third Eye Blind, as covered by Bedlight for Blue Eyes for Punk Goes 90s. This was, um, it was not a conscious effort, it was purely coincidental that it ended up being two bands with I in the uh, title. Yeah! Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The, because uh, I'm, ass- <laughs> so I'm assuming that we're all third eye blind because isn't like opening up your third eye is like the chakra or something? Yeah, sort of like your um, sort of like a step above like intuition, isn't it? Like it's sort of like yeah, yeah okay, yeah. So because I was thinking like if your third eye is blind but your other two are can see, then you're just a regular person. Well, yeah, yeah, you haven't been enlightened. But then the way you look at it as well is someone who doesn't have yeah intuition and just sort of lo- jumps into things blindly. Oh, even just, like, someone who doesn't see a greater sort of spiritual purpose to life kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, But also, excitingly enough, we have a guest spot at the end of this podcast. We do. So we were very lucky to chat to Veronica and Frank from the My Chemical Romance podcast. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the... being on our podcast. Yes. Well. Thank you for the podcast. Obviously, talking about My Chemical Romance is one of my favourite things to do. Um, we did get to do that on their podcast. We did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's super nice to make some more friends from across the ditch in the US. The across du- the ditch means like New Zealand, doesn't it? The anyway. Dutch. Um, yeah, no. I had a very good time and I think that everyone will enjoy the... 
extent to which that conversation goes off the rails as well. I'm going ah! to, uh, I'm just going to leave it up in the air until we get to their guest spot, whether I had a good time or not. So whoever's listening will have to like either skip to the end or be on, uh, be on their toes to see how I reacted to <laughs> being on their podcast. Obviously, no, having them on our podcast. Obviously you had a great time. I did. Yes, thank you for spoiling that. So, can you tell me about Third Eye Blind? Please? Yeah, sure. We won't uh, we won't divulge into their the meaning of their name anymore. Uh, I feel like we did a good job, though. Good for us. Yeah. So, Third Eye sure. Blind uh, formed in San Francisco in 1993. The band formed when guitarist Kevin Cadigan and vocalist Stephen Jenkins were introduced to each other by producer Mark Hensley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is what happened. Original, well, it's, so it's like, it's it's not that they met in high school or anything. They were actually introduced to each other by a producer. Yeah. So it's almost like they were forming, gr- like a grunge boy band or something. I don't know. <laughs> I purely interjected with yeah, just to fill the silence. <laughs> I feel like I've made this worse than it needs I've to be. I've made a huge mistake. So original bassist Jason Slater would leave the band after one year and would go on to produce four albums for the metal band Queensryche. Do you listen to Queensryche? I don't. Oh. No, it's, uh, it's that sort of um, like cheesy power metal. That, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I can only sort of take so much of that. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so during the earlier years, it was customary for the band to have a piñata release lollies above the mosh pit. I don't know what I'm more surprised about, that they had a piñata above the mosh pit or that they would have mosh pits at their shows. I mean... Unless they were one of those bands that were like a hardcore a hardcore punk band. A mosh initially. pit doesn't have to mean like... Yes, yeah, circle pit. Yeah. yeah. It can just literally well, mean yeah. a group of people who are standing close together jumping up and down. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm gatekeeping mosh pits now, even though I don't go in mosh pits. <laughs> I miss mosh pits. That's I, one thing that COVID will probably change. I, I went in one... I went and saw a... When I was a teenager, I saw a local hardcore band called... Um, I think it was like Wish for Wings or something. Oh, okay. I feel like I remember that name. And yeah, pit opened up. I was in it and I got out of there quickly. And I was like, that's never happening ever again. <laughs> never, do, never doing that ever again. I always enjoy being in the throng of a crowd. I think the only time I properly went into a pit was at... A show for the used because I was drunk <laughs> so I was just like fuck yeah and they like started playing like open up this pit and I was just like yep we're doing this like so yeah actually I I, um, I tell a lie I went into a mosh pit again when I went and saw a Treyu like a year later I was like 16 sick and there was a girl just like pushing and punching me in the back and I was just like 
I'm out of here. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I am out of here. So yes, they would have a piñata above the mosh pit, which would release lollies into the mosh pit. I love that. This is a very interesting series of facts that you've brought us today. Yeah, uh, you could tell. I you could probably tell I really like that one. Um, this is not as pleasant, but during a showcase for record executives, Jenkins would release live crickets from the piñata instead. <laughs> Fuck. So was that a one-off or like a? I think it was just for the show, like the the showcase. That's very funny. Yeah. No, just the way, like, the tense that you've used, it makes it sound like that's something that he would do all the time. No. <laughs> just... Like any meeting with any, like, music executive. I want to know... Like, crickets. I want to know how much of the show this would eat into. Like, would they fully get the person, you know, put a blindfold on them, spin them around, give them a broom, and, like, wait for them to actually break open the piñata? <laughs> no. I'm sure that's not what happened. And he's like, get your fucking lollies! Oh my gosh. There's gummy bears in there! He does scream in the song, so, you know, he has some some vocal pipes. I'm just going to sit here and let you talk out. (laughs) Don't let it become that, because that's when we just lose it. In April 1996, Jenkins challenged Epic Records exec Dave Massey in a meeting. The band landed a gig opening for Oasis at the San Francisco Civic Auditorium. What did he that's, challenge him on? That's what it said in the in the Wikipedia article. Didn't say what he challenged him in. It was just he challenged him and I'm assuming he won or maybe the challenge was like, Haha, I bet you wouldn't put us on that Oasis tour. Okay. Yeah, no, it's literally what it said. But I thought it was just like... <laughs> I looked at that and was just like, what do they mean by challenged? Yeah, I think, I don't know. This is a good prompt for me to maybe also take a cursory glance at the Wikipedia page before we start recording each week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I won't argue there. (laughs) So this is, I mean, yeah, this sucks, but... All of last year sucked. So in 2020, they had to cancel a number of tour dates due to COVID, including the Screamer Tour, which saves the day opening for them. Sick. But they began live streaming socially distanced performances. They called these videos Quarantine Kitchen Sessions. I, obviously, like, everyone did this to some degree, but I really love the creativity that sort of emerged from having to do these streaming shows like I have I've only watched one of the three but Jimmy Eat World have done a series of um streaming like high production sort of performances that you can buy in air quotes a ticket for and yeah they're just stunning like Mm. it just goes to show like obviously it's not the same as being there in person, but you can still execute something that connects with your fan base. Yeah, I was incredibly happy with the Black Dahlia Murders. Your yeah, that's show. right. Uh, that was fantastic. The those shows, though, like the Jimmy Eat World, they were all together playing, weren't they? It wasn't like the the Goldfinger videos, how they're all in yeah. their separate homes. No, they were all together. How is how crazy is it that is it Mike Herrera? Yeah, is the basis now for Goldfinger? Yeah, Mike Herrera from MXPX. <laughs> 
Oh man. So do you want to take over talking about the song? Sure. I might um, condense your notes a little bit. Yeah, go for it. Um, uh, yeah, there is a huge one about the uh, like the, the content of the song. Like, what's it about? But I yeah. literally just copied and pasted that from Wikipedia. I can see that. <clears throat> Bear with me. I'm just going to... You heard it here, folks. She's got a bear with her. Ah. So, Jumper was released on the band's debut studio album in 1997. It's self-titled, isn't it? Yeah. Um, interestingly, it is the track that immediately follows their best-known song, Semi-Charmed Life. Yeah, we'll get into that a little yeah. bit. Um, but until then, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> uh, so, Go for it, baby. Yeah, Frontman Stephen Jenkins solely wrote the lyrics for Jumper. Uh, the narrative was inspired by a friend who committed suicide in high school due to bullying he endured for his sexuality. Uh, in an interview with Song Facts, Jenkins said that the concept of the song was also developed through his own alienating childhood experiences. Despite being written as a lament, Jenkins expressed that a broader message of Jumper is to have an understanding and compassion for one another. Uh, so I was looking at the lyrics before, and I saw a um, pretty decent pull quote on Genius. Where are we? Yeah. So to quote Jenkins, it's not just a song about some guy offing himself. That, oof, geez, that's a bit. Uh, Jump is really about understanding. Everyone carries demons around. They carry some sort of scar around. The message of Jumper is that there comes a time when you have to put the past away. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that. Uh, since the release of Jumper, Jenkins has identified that the meaning of the song has changed for many listeners. He felt that the song's meaning was not entirely understood upon its release, although now it has this real levity. It's this huge moment of release for the audience, to quote Jenkins. Uh, Lindsay Parker from Yahoo Entertainment de- designated the song as an anti-bullying anthem... And Jenkins acknowledged that he feels Jumper has resonated among many LGBT listeners. Uh, the music video was directed by Yariv Gaber, Gaber uh, whose only other credits include videos for The Kids Aren't Alright by The Offspring and Crash and Burn by Savage Garden. So those are both sick. <laughs> American model Anna Nicole Smith also makes an appearance towards the end of the clip. I didn't realise that. Yeah, she's the blonde in the red dress. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, The song reached number 10 in Canada, number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100, and number 2 on the US Mainstream Top 40. Yeah, couldn't get any ARIA chart numbers on that one, but... That's alright. That's alright. So, uh, yeah, like, do do you remember this song from your childhood or anything, like... Not at all. No? Um, yeah, I actually first heard it via Punk Goes... 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of those ones, like, it sounds vague, like, I don't know if I'm just sort of putting a memory onto it, but, like, it yeah. sounds vaguely familiar Yeah. to, like, childhood me, but I couldn't say for sure. Yeah. It's, and I say this in our chat with Thank You for the Podcast, it's an interesting choice to pick this one over Semi-Charmed Life. Yeah. I feel like Semi-Charmed Life would definitely translate better as a punk goes cover. Yeah. Um, That's not to say that this isn't a great song, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is a... 
No, it really is. Like, like lyrically, there are sad bits and there are hopeful bits, but it really, like, it do- it definitely resonates that, you know, in- not embellishes, but like brings forth that sort of melancholy that you can feel before, you know, some people feel before they, you know, decide to to take their life, I guess. Yeah. 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 yeah um. Yeah, there's just, there's something about it that's really earnest and honest that I appreciate. Like, I'm skipping forward a bit, so I'll try and rein it in, but like, I remember one of the things that really struck me about this song the first time I heard it via Punk Goes 90s was, yeah, just the line, if you do not want to see me again, I would understand. Like, it's, yeah, it's very sort of, on one hand, it comes off as like very... Not self-absorbed, but, like, sort of inward-facing, because, like, yeah. that's sort of the least of the person's problems. But also, like, there's just something very sorrowful, but in, like, a kind of lovely way about mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think his reasoning for that was... It was something, like, his friend had tried to kill himself and, and he knew about it. And it was sort of almost like when they came out of it and didn't kill themselves they were sort of almost, like, too ashamed to speak to Stephen Jenkins again. Yeah, I guess, like, there's a certain level of vulnerability you might not be able to come back from. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's... it's This is a hard one, because it's a really... It's a really sort of dicey subject to talk about. Yeah. Um, I like that... And look, he seems to have sort of turned around and gone, it's not the suicide prevention song. Um... But, like, it, it very much does come across as a song about suicide. And, and yeah, I, I like that there's not really much ambiguity to it. Mm. Like, it, it leaves it all out on the table. Yeah. Like, and there is, there is moments to interpret and things to, to look into. But, yeah, like, putting the past away, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it sucks at the moment, but... It will be the past, and if you work at it, you can sort of get through it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, like like you said, like there's a little room to sort of interpret this beyond what it is. I guess you could sort of reinterpret, like, the ledge as being, like, sort of the precipice of moving into something more negative or, like, mm. dangerous or, like, in your life, like, sort of... Yeah, going over the edge into a different version of yourself that you, yeah, potentially would be less okay with. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, But yeah, there's just, there's something about, like, it just sort of, it levels with you, like, it doesn't, like, it sort of both acknowledges that sorrow without wallowing in it, and then offers hope without it sort of being too much of, like, a... But it's okay. Yeah. Like, it sort of holds the two constant. I really like that. And the thing of, yeah, saying, like, if if you don't want to see me again, I would understand as well. It's it's, it's taking a lot of pressure off the person yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think, you know, he should be happy. I know I'm not saying he's not, but, like, you know, if people haven't have taken it as a song that, you know, has helped with depression... Um, you know, dark thoughts 
yeah dangerous thoughts then then be proud of that be happy about that like yeah i think it's i think it's wonderfully written and and you listen to semi-charmed life and i literally just switched over to semi-charmed life in genius <laughs> and it just it sounds so happy but it's so sad the lyrically yeah like but... just it starts with do 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 like it's it's such a strange song like it's terrific yeah but it's such a just oddball song. It's like it's like too many cooks. How it's so happy, but then it gets so dangerously dark, <laughs> yeah. just so morbid. But it still keeps that narrative of too many cooks. It still keeps that song of too many cooks underlying yeah. everything. Whereas this, like, no, like it pro- it shows that they can properly emote. You know, when necessary. I... I mean, I don't know if people knew what it was about in the 90s, but I feel like, you know, the topic of Semi-Charmed Life, what it actually is about, has only really sort of cropped up over the last number of years. Yeah, like, it's one of those things where it's always been present. Like, if you just read the lyrics, it's like, oh, shit, but, like... Similar to, like, all those other songs, like, Pumped Up Kicks and that, where it's yeah. like, who cares about the lyrics? This is a bop. And then later on, you're like, oh. I mean, literally, Mbop is basically nihilistic. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's fucked. Like, in that sense, I, did I cut you off as well? Like, mid-sentence? Were you going to finish that with something? No, I got to, I got to talk about okay, Mbop. Okay, good. Um, I feel like, so within the context of, like, the greater album, and I... Should give it a go, because, like, between these two songs, I'm sure the rest of it will be... Yeah. ...pretty good. Um, like, Jumper is a good foil for Semi-Charmed Life. Like, that coming straight after that, it's sort of two different facets of the same, like, life is fucked up. Mm. Like... Semi-Charmed Life also has the the benefit of it being, like, the lyrics are kind of done, like, quick and strangely. Yeah. Because, like... I'm imagining the verses, and it's just... I, I don't know the lyrics to the verses. Yeah. I just know the, the chorus. Yeah. I think now is a good time to just briefly mention that Dance Gavin Dance do a really good cover of Semi-Charmed Life. Yeah. For the songs that saved my life comp. So if anyone is listening to this and thinking, oh man, like, why didn't Punkos do this instead? Then just... Go listen to that well, one. Because it's, it's not a punk go song. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like, why didn't punk go... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, is that, like, forewarning, like, our opinion of the cover? No. No? I don't think so. I think it's just... I don't know. Mm. Similar to, like, hey, I like your jumper. Where'd you get it? Oh, I bought it from here. Like... Yeah. Don't deny yourself listening to a punk goes-esque cover of... Semi charm life is that what you if that is what you came here for? When did do you do you have a rough idea of when Dance Gavin Dance did, um, did that cover? I think it's only a couple of, well, by a couple of years. Like I reckon maybe like twenty fifteen sixteen okay. thereabouts. As long as it was Tillian doing the singing and not fucking scumbag Johnny Craig. Uh, I could not tell you. Yeah, hang on. Like I, I have a I have a rough idea of because we've done Gant, Dance Gavin Dance and. 
um, was it Neighborhoods? Was that was that Slaves? Was Johnny Craig's band? Oof. Oh yeah, twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's Tillian doing the yeah. vocals. It's like okay, I can listen to that and enjoy it. Okay, because well, Tillian's a good guy. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, I guess let's get into Bedlight for Blue Eyes. Sure. Yeah. Cut ties from all the lies you've been living in, and if you do not want to see me again, I would understand. I would understand. Well, he's on the table and he's going to code, and I do not think anyone knows what they're. To and your friends have left and you've been dismissed I never thought it would come to this And I, I want you to know Everyone's got to face down the demons Maybe today we can put the past away I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend so, Bedlight for Blue Eyes, uh, often stylize it to bed, B-E-D capitalized, light for blue, again capitalized eyes. Bedlight for Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They formed in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, and they operated between 2004 to 2009. Um, one of the things that I found interesting about this cover yes. is that the piano was performed by Sebastian Davin of Dropping Daylight. Now I've never heard of Dropping Daylight before, but they they've performed with the likes of like Jason Mraz, the Pixies, the Jonas Brothers, Papa Roach, Paramore, and Cypress Hill. That's cool. It's a it's a really uh, eclectic group of musical acts right there. Yeah, like quite different. No, oh, like it. I I don't know if you've heard it. Papa Roach just redid Last Resort with a TikToker, Ugh. and it is bad. It is abysmal. Who's the TikToker? Do we know? Oh, uh, it's like some. Yeah, I can't remember. Like he, yeah, it's it's just it's so bad, and it's just <laughs> like, why did anyone ever really like Papa Roach? That's just a horrible band name as well, Papa Roach. Jesus. Probably got something to do with weed. Yeah, look, probably. Because you, you like they can like I know that I think in America they sometimes nickname a a joint a roach or something. But Eesh. yeah, it's 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 god awful. Um, yeah, this is kind of a, I don't know this this cover sort of falls short for me. Um, it's just acoustic guitar and piano and. We all know my feelings on acoustic guitar songs. Yeah. Um, I feel like he really wants to upstage... I feel like the lead singer really wants to upstage um, the lead singer of Third Eye Blind as well. Uh, Stephen Jenkins. Yeah. um, Yeah. I think... Like, I need, yeah, I give this version credit because it's how I got into the song itself. Like, when I was a kid, I did enjoy this song. Mm. Like, I listened to it a fair bit. But, 
yeah, comparing it to the original, there's something about Bed Light for Blue Eyes, the way they've interpreted it. It's way too um, overwrought. Yeah. Like, you need to have a little bit more subtlety about how you deliver it. Like, this isn't the platform to be, like, trying out sort of vocal gymnastics. Yeah, it's it needs to be pulled back a bit. Um, just, like, like Stephen Jenkins' delivery is perfect. Like, it... It, as we, as I said, you know, it, it emotes what it's, you know, what you're supposed to be sort of feeling from it. And whereas this, in times where he's like, Aah! it's like, I don't, you just, you're just trying to show us how good of a singer you are, and you're good. Like mm. he's good, he's a good singer. But at the same time, like that doesn't make me, that doesn't make me feel anything for the song. Yeah, I don't know. If it had been a love song or something, then sure, like this is how strongly I feel about this. But yeah, I just remember, um, I think it was an episode of the Osbournes where Kelly Osbourne was, I think, starting beef with Christina Aguilera because her thing was like, her thing was like basically, so, like Christina Aguilera uses so many syllables when she sings just because it's like so much like, like yeah. she's like singing the American anthem. But it's also at the same time like, yeah, but Christina Aguilera can really sing. And that's also, like, that diva sort of brand of pop, like... Yeah. It goes part and parcel. But, and Kelly didn't really have any place to be starting beef because they were two completely different musicians. Yeah, and Kelly Osbourne would not have... Like, first off, her song was a cover song. Yes. Um, And she wouldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for her dad. Mm. To be fair, though, her cover of Papa Don't Preach was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yes, me yeah. too. I owned it on CD single. Oh, oh, a single. I did. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just... And I don't know, maybe I should have listened a little bit more to their other stuff, but I just, yeah, I, I get it. You're a good singer, but, you know, make me feel what I should be feeling when listening to a song about suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I'm hesitant to just sort of, like, full-on roast the song, because, like, it stands alone on its, like... It's kind of a weird diss to be like, hey, you're too good of a singer. But it's not even that, it's just this is kind of a watered-down version. Yeah. Like, it needs to have that very specific, like, 90s rock, in air quotes, feel to Mm. it to work like the only thing about the original that i would get rid of is like the interlude bit where there's sort of like the drumming circle the bass yeah. yeah like once it shifts away from that into the yeah like that's good and like i guess that's one plus of this is they edit it down to something that doesn't have the big sort of bridge well, not even bridge. It's still there yeah but it's yeah. not like the full-on like, oh yeah 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 um, it's almost like they were just like they just decided to have like a a chill out sesh halfway through recording the song. <laughs> it just yeah, like that's the only bit that shits me about the original. Um, and like yeah, this it's still like it's fine, but it just doesn't hit quite right. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like it's. It's not a bad song, but it's not it's not blowing me away. No. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. 
I'm I'm in a very um like non-committal space today. I don't want to be like it sucks. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. But yeah, it also doesn't do much for me compared no. to the original. And that's kind of that's kind of it when a song doesn't when it's that thing of it doesn't do much for me. It's really hard to put together 35 to 40 minutes of discussion about it. Which I guess then it's a plus that our guest spot with Frank and Veronica from Thank You For The Podcast goes for in a while. exceptionally long time, yeah. all things considered. Yeah. So shall we just transition straight to that? Yes, you will hear from us soon. Shoot, step back from that ledge, my friend. Good cut ties with all the lives that you've been living in. Welcome back to Punk Goes Pod, as you have just been listening to it in your ear holes, I presume. For however long this episode is already going for. Yes, which TBD at this point. Uh, We are delighted today to be joined by Veronica, also known on in the Twitter sphere as toes.exe, and Frank from Thank You For The Podcast, a podcast that chronicles My Chemical Romance's discography one song at a time. To answer probably a different question to hell yeah or yeah nah, but probably very similar yeah. to us. Um, so yeah, welcome guys. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from the US of A. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for having uh, the both of us. No worries. That, like, I'm Frank. Yay. Yes, we should. The other one. <laughs> Frank and not Frank. It's all right. If you. <laughs> Um, Look, if you want to know if you want to know anything about us, just listen to our podcast. Listen to uh, all of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Leading so, up no. to this, yeah. It, it, it won't make sense otherwise if you don't. Because like it's a it's a relatively new podcast, so you can start from the beginning and you'll be up to date pretty quickly. Exactly. Like just. Yeah, it only take you like fifteen hours. Yeah, yeah. we've got like a, a ten or eleven episodes up so far. Um, I think so. We're we're sitting on uh, eleven right now, but it'll probably be out. By the time yeah, we I do this. I, you know what? Didn't we say we were going to drop it the same day as this one? Probably. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're listening to this the day it came out, or I guess if you're listening to it, then episode 11 is already out. Yes. Yeah, play them at the same time if you can. Uh, yeah. yeah. Play them backwards. Yeah, like a Pink Floyd cool. experience. Yeah. Like okay. If if it ends up that this yeah. is like yeah. some sort of Manchurian candidate, like mind, <laughs> like brain, like brainwashing yeah. experiment, then we apologize. It's like a sleeper cell, but yeah. like everyone just starts acting very strangely in unison. It's just like, oh no, what have we done? Um, <laughs> Let yeah. me know what awful things you get up to after it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> get us up. I'd like to know too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I feel like... but, 
Oh man, we really need to set up a, an email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that though. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so what's up? What do you guys want us to talk about? All right. So we have specifically brought you on to this week's episode about Jumper by the band Third Eye Blind as covered by Bedlight for Blue Eyes for Punk Goes Something. I forget which Punk one. Punk Goes 90s. That's the one. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but obviously we want to get to know a bit more about you guys. We're not just here to be like, what do you think? Bye. <laughs> Um, that's fine that's what we do on our show sometimes sometimes I just forget to talk to the guest (laughs) it's weird like literally every like of the few interviews we've done everyone like you have this lovely natural chat before you start and then you hit record and you're just like uh hello (laughs) sort of you have to act like you're just meeting them right that second. Exactly, like... Yeah, maybe I should have just recorded from the beginning then. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we can do, like, another crossover sesh at some point where we literally just hit record and hope for the best. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, just, like... Yeah, that'd be fun. 24 hours turn around, like, <laughs> no filter. I thought you were going to say a 24-hour episode. Oh, don't. God. Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel like out of the four of us, Sam would probably have the stamina to do that. Let's find out. No. Oh, man, I mean, like, I sleep like twelve hours a day. I can't. Oh. I can't do that. Uh, I could maybe do it, but God, I would not, like not have fun toward the end of it at all. <laughs> it would just be a bad time. Imagine it though. Like, I mean, I'd lose my voice at some point, and then I wouldn't wouldn't have to talk. That's for... true. And then I can take over. And I mean, I don't think I've been up for twenty four hours since like probably the last time I like did LSD or something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, I don't know. And that was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. So, like... Being up for 24 hours. No. uh, Sober or on LSD? Oh, I guess compare the two. Like... Mm. Uh, I mean... Sober, absolutely not. Yeah. Don't do it. I... Oh, my God. I mean, if you have to be up for 24 hours and you don't have to do anything, like, uh, like, important, I guess, being on acid is preferable. Yeah. But, uh... But... That's it's like you. It's a lot. You gotta make sure you have another twenty four hours after that to recover from it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so that's like two old days you got to put out for yourself. So I don't know, man. Uh, Yeah, probably still, probably still, I would prefer to be on acid for it because at least then I, I'd have, I'd have fun the whole time. Or at least most of it. But if I'm up for 96 <laughs> hours, then I will start to experience hallucinations. S- yeah, same symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? 24, 48, oh, of like yeah, for four yeah. days. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm extending it because 24 hours, you're not going to start hallucinating after 24 hours. No. No. No, you're just going to be very angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Angry and I'd probably just be crying a lot. Whenever yeah. I, like if I ever call my mom, like having a meltdown or something, she's like, so how did you sleep last night? It was terrible. So. I just get delirious. I think the silliest th- shit is funny. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh man, I get that too, though. Uh, <laughs> but uh, sorry, did you want to? Did you want to know about our podcast or anything? I, it's <laughs> yeah, fine if you don't. Like, <laughs> sorry. I, I mean, it's it's my fault. I I think I sidetracked us. Um, no, but we host a uh, a podcast about the band My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Um. Basically, uh, Veronica really liked uh, uh, Blink One Fifty Five. Now, just One Fifty Five. And we would always be like, oh, you know, you could do that with this band. You could do that with this band. You could do that with this band. Like, it was just like a running thing we had. And then we were like, you know what? 
We actually could do it on My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah, they fit. They they fit in the mold of like you know they're not necessarily releasing new music right now, quote unquote, or maybe they are, but they sure don't feel like they are. Uh, and like they have enough of a legacy, a deep cut tracks that we can dig into. I don't know how many songs they do have, so like I, I can't tell I you what our number them. is supposed to be. But uh, yeah, I mean, I it's one of my favorite bands. I figured I'd know a lot about them, and you you, you don't. So- so yeah, it's it could be a, a yeah. journey. Yeah. I like that dynamic, yeah, and I'm, like having the expert and then the relative newcomer, I guess, or just like casual fan and sort of being able to bounce off each other in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, that really yeah. is what it is too. Like like Frank here really is more more of like a, a closer to a super fan than than Yeesh. than I am for sure. I mean you could call me a Frank Stan. Yeah, I mean, that's you true. Know, I'm Frank. Yeah. Frank Aero. Um what can I say? But yeah, I was mostly into them when I was younger a bit, uh, kind of fell off and then kind of appreciated them later and then just sort of landed where we are now. And now I'm getting back into them again as we, uh, as we talk about them. But nice. I don't know. We, I, I, I explore other music too. I, I don't just listen to MCR. Yeah, I don't know shit about music or anything. Uh, the last thing I did musically, I played the viola when I was in high school. Oh my um, but my dear Veronica here is in a couple bands, so she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, Veronica. Uh, and that's us. Rundown of like bands and stuff because I know your music through Blink One Fifty Five, and it's fucking wonderful. But like, yeah. Oh, uh, that's I'm interesting. So, uh, sound. That's about all. Yeah. I- so all the other music that I've ever produced in my life sounds nothing like that. Uh, like, yeah. like at all. The closest, the closest thing is the uh, Avril Lavigne cover. Yeah. Uh, and even then that's still pretty far removed from it. Uh, quite honestly, I'm in uh, like, I've been playing in punk bands since I was like 16 or whatever. Uh, and I'm like 26 now. Uh, so I, I've been doing for a while, but I play in a band called the, Southside Choir Boys. We uh, got back together a few months ago and started recording a new EP. Uh, uh, we have a live stream, like like a recorded, pre-recorded, like live stream thing. We we went to a local establishment and uh, like got a professional film crew to record us, like doing a set for a fundraiser. And we're also going to put out that whole like live, live record, live recording, whatever uh, show thing. It's not a show. There wasn't, wasn't really anyone there. Just the film crew. Yeah. Uh, we're putting that out. Sometimes I play in a band called Muppet Head. Uh, uh-huh. Obviously, haven't played any shows, uh, real shows, at least since COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. The the filming of that thing is the last like quote unquote live music thing I've done since then, beyond practicing in a basement with uh, the my other two bandmates. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's what I do. I, I mostly just play in local punk bands. Uh, oh, oh, and I record a bunch of music too. Sorry, I I produced a bunch of uh, uh, local like records. Nice. Oh man. I feel so unproductive now. I'm like, I work my nine to five job and then I sort of contribute to this podcast. (laughs) I mean, nowadays I don't do quite as much as I used to. It's definitely slowed down. Uh, Just with how the world has been, obviously uh, I still try to work myself to death for like no reason. Most of the time. It's because you don't sleep. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true. Veronica has a melatonin deficiency, so oh, yeah. she literally doesn't have to sleep as much as a normal person. Yeah. Uh, so that's fucked up. But there are times where I just, like, feel like I could pass out standing up at my warehouse job, and that's not good. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, sometimes, sometimes the melatonin hits you at the wrong time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, the issue is. Yeah, it doesn't it, come yeah. out at the right time and the right level. Yeah, that's, that's my issue. Oh, um, but that's some underlying medical conditions. <laughs> Whatever, man. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to pay us on Patreon if you want to hear our. Yeah, we'll go deep into our history. medical history if you want. Yeah, you blood time. Oh yeah, I'll tell you about all the illnesses from my family members. Yeah, I'll tell you what medications we're both on. <laughs> Give me my prescription number. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it, sorry. If you're unhealthy and you can afford to get to a doctor, please do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just, you know, if, yeah, if that's, if that's in your, uh, I, your love, possibility. Be, I love t- taking medication. Take yeah, medication. Same. Yeah, absolutely. All the cool kids take their medication. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Can't <laughs> um, produce something. Storeboard is fine. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so but I- yes, uh, that, that's what I do. Sorry. Uh, no, beautiful. I love what's it. Up? <laughs> that's a bumper sticker right there, though. All the cool kids take their medication. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. I yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> slap that, yeah. slap that on the back of my bicycle. Hell yeah! I don't, you don't have a bicycle. I don't. Obviously, this is gonna be good. But um, so we thank you for the podcast. Like, obviously, because you guys are a couple of years younger than us, which makes me want to cry. But that's okay. Um, but talking about my chem as adults and like somewhat removed from when you were first engaging with them and like everything sort of hits different when it's the first time that you're sort of experiencing really profound kind of music, at least for you at the time. How does mm-hmm. it feel talking about the band now with that sort of adult lens over the top? Like does anything sort of resonate any more with you or any less? Like, does it feel like, yeah. Have you sort of picked up any new sort of insight from looking at them again, especially through like more of a critical lens? Yeah. First. Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, it, it Everything feels different than the first time I listened yeah. to these songs. Uh, I think, you know, I've had more experiences. I can relate more to the adults that wrote these lyrics, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also, now that I'm older, I, I can look at things critically like, I'm not like, this is the best band ever. Everything they do is amazing. I can pick it apart. I can be critical. I can make fun of them for the choices that they've made. Because not everything they've done is, like, pure gold, you know? Yeah. I can I can recognize. Yeah, I think we've already you know, covered it in song or two. <laughs> they're not, like, you know, uh, they're not perfect people. They're not a perfect band, but, um, you know. As far as bands go, they have yeah. a good track record, though. Okay. Yeah, like, they have meant something different to me at different points in my life, but, you know, they still continue to mean something important to me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, I think that, uh, for me, like, talking about at least this band in particular, maybe most bands as I was, like, younger and getting into, like, my own music for the first time, uh, then this was kind of, like, the beginning of that. Uh like beyond what your parents are into and like what's on the radio, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess before I would have just listened to the hits and I would have said, 
oh, this sounds like this and like moved on <laughs> or like not really had much to say about it. Yeah. Um, but now as someone who's like really into music and like making it and, you know, into the uh, the influences that are behind it and trying to pick those apart, like, yeah, I really like talking about this band and I never gave it that like critical listen type deal that I'm, I'm giving it now. Yeah. Uh, even you know, even when I got a little older and did come back to it, like, I think I just brushed it off for some reason. And, but I don't know, now I'm just finally like making an excuse to do it. And it's very rewarding. And the things that I'm finding now that I think I just brushed over are like super, super cool. Yeah. That's part of why I love doing this with you is like, you make me think about things in a different way. Like you, well, I mean, you know what you're talking about when it comes to music and you can point out like, patterns that you find that I never would have picked up on and you oh, know, gotcha, yeah. you can go back and forth and you know yeah. and I don't know shit about this band on a personal level which is where you come in <laughs> yeah exactly so we can make the connections yeah there we go two points, okay know? that's cool that's yeah cool. it works then <laughs> that's the yeah. thing I imagine like having Veronica as like the more objective standpoint but then Frank as the like you were in on the ground floor kind of thing like mm-hmm. yeah a couple of days ago, I went and got a My Chemical Romance tattoo, which I am... Oh, really? What did you get? I'll send you a photo. I got the Demolition Lovers from the front of the Three Cheers. Oh, that's cute. So just, like, very basic. Oh, nice. Um, and it was great. because okay. Like, I, I have several band tattoos, too, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought I'd get one, but I was like, you know what? Like, this band just means so much to me. And then again, I guess, like it's kind of a bit of a wry sort of thing and like I don't get to see them again <laughs> for the immediate future. So fuck it. I might yeah. Yeah. my skin permanently. Um, but yeah, it was really lovely because like me and the artist Maddie Young, um, we both were like similar to you, Frank, like in on the ground floor, like in love with them when we were teens and like looking back at them now as adults. But then like the other artists and their clients in the studio weren't as familiar. But Maddie was like, no, we're going to listen to my chem while I do this. Like, this is so special. I can't believe blah, blah, blah. And it was just good to see. Because, like, the two of us are, like, I'm on the bench or whatever, and, like, she's working on me, and we're both just, like, singing along. And then the other people around us, just the things they had to say, they're like, oh, yeah, like, this sounds like this, or... I can see why you engage with this. It reminds me of like this of like band that I thought mm-hmm. was amazing at the time, blah, blah, blah. And it's just cool to sort of get those, the two sides of the one coin, I suppose. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, like even today they resonate with people in like new and exciting ways. Like it still blows my mind that you see like fucking My Chemical Romance, like fan cams on Twitter. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I yeah, just- yeah, yeah. Yeah, here we yeah. are. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I love, and, like, obviously because, like, Veronica, you and I listened to Blink-155, like, I love just getting super nerdy about, like, a particular franchise of, like, music or a band or something because you can continue to just put layer upon layer of, like, analysis over the top. Yeah, I do think that's a very interesting aspect of like this type of project uh what you guys do what uh i mean fuck any any project that just hyper analyzes like one particular thing or one era of a thing yeah 
but yeah um it, it also like i don't know i think it unlocks things culturally too which is always fun i think you end up making bigger like pop culture connections whether you like it or not yeah uh, yes. it's just gonna happen with like with art that has reached a lot of people at least yeah exactly so just to talk about what we do a bit more <laughs> so yeah what do you guys like i'm not sure in general what you guys think about like cover songs like for you what constitutes a decent cover song like is there any particular characteristic uh, about a cover where you can sort of distinguish between yeah, I fuck with this versus this is crap. Like, there was no need for this to exist in the first place. Usually with any cover, uh, if they don't bring something new to the table, whether it's something, like, tone, like tonally uh, or energy-wise, then, uh, like, it's just not worth it. Like, if you're just going to cover a song to either sound like or replicate the original as best as possible, then why are you even doing it? Exactly. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah, um, and then like, uh, I mean, that's really the main thing. And then like, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's just like objective taste in there too. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of covers. Like, funny enough, leading up to this, we were uh, just kind of sitting here in the office listening to random covers of of Jumper that I could find. Yeah. Uh, actually, in particular, uh, a high school talent show band doing the song, which was uh, really great. I, I those are some of my favorite cover videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a good high school talent God, show. God, uh, they're perfect in it's every so way. They, they're yeah. always perfect. Yeah. They're always the the right kind of like, like you're you've almost got it. You know, like you're so yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I mean that also constitutes a good cover for me. <laughs> like, yeah. If you, I want to be able to tell at least, even if it's not like well executed i want to be able to tell that like you know they're putting their heart into this they're having fun if i can see like in, in the videos that we watch you yeah. know so we also do like listen to covers of whatever song yeah uh we're doing on our episodes if i can tell that this person is having a good time then i it's automatically good for me yeah yeah, yeah i just i just want to feel something that's <laughs> all yeah. uh so if it makes me feel something it's probably a good cover. Even if I feel angry sometimes, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll still say, yeah, but it's a good cover. Yeah. But like, like at least it, like art is supposed to make you feel something. Exactly. Like, it's supposed to convey some sort of like greater yeah. emotion. And even if that art is like the worst, most like hate inducing cover, I mean, maybe not like problematic, obviously that's a different story, but uh, yeah. like, I don't know, music wise, you know? Yeah. Even yeah. if I want to hate it or something, if, like, I can't get it out of my head, then it must have been good in some yeah, way. Yeah, if it, it leaves an impression on Yeah, it. if it leaves an impression, yeah, that's actually a better way of putting it. Thank you. Wow. Um, so that's that's it for for uh, how I uh, how we maybe define good covers. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you said. Yeah. I think that's um, basically where we stand as well. Like, we get... We've done a few covers where it's just... They've just done the cover of they've just done the song yeah like and it's, yeah it's, it's what you do when you're learning the instrument is you just learn how to play a song like it's it's just very mm-hmm. basic and it just it does show you know lack of creativity and lack of enjoyment i guess and and those are the ones we usually just go yeah now this isn't for us 
that's the thing like yeah it's like technically perfect thing but it's just like eh, like yeah. it's a carbon copy yeah give us give us something new give us something give us your interpretation of this yeah, yeah. exactly exactly sometimes you have to go really deep to find something worthwhile or something just filmed in a particular way that really makes you feel something yeah uh, yeah and like the big episodes we do sometimes are daunting because you get just a lot of like dog shit yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like oh look i did the song you yeah. know uh or i'm a person who does covers all the time and i did a popular song like that's yeah. another one that i, I try want, to avoid i want a twist to it yeah i uh i always like those covers that are like this song if this band did it well oh, i don't yeah. always like it if it's a bad well, song and a bad band yeah. I really like it, but <laughs> I, sometimes I like work the really, idea yeah it. yeah something something really fresh like combining some existing like ideas that one guy that does the like if blink 182 wrote whatever yeah song, alex melton we probably yeah that, that's probably him yeah because we're so impressed with his work like yeah. just yeah he obviously has like a pretty vast knowledge of just different genres and how to execute yeah, yeah. obviously yeah i think i think that's like a certain talent too that i like as a music person like i really appreciate that yeah, definitely. Like, I can try to emulate some styles, and sometimes I can get the tones right, and I can maybe get the style right, but, like, if it's not something I do a lot, like, I just, I don't know. I, I can tell it's fake, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, we also love, um, like, I guess they're not really covers, they're more remixes, but, like, Chopped and Screwed, uh, and, and, and screwed. Like, so, uh, like, the doomers yeah stuff. dude yeah just taking the original audio and just like doing the most basic modification but yeah. then you add this aesthetic to it yeah that like brings you to a whole new world i think i think an aesthetic change also can help too when it comes to a cover yeah to, like, maybe add to our point yeah, yeah. um but yeah I, I don't know that's that's sort of where i land on it at least nice do you have any additional thoughts frank no. <laughs> no, I'm okay. complete sentence as I was reading on Instagram this morning. Effort to empower myself. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. So <laughs> in terms of Jumper by Third Eye Blind, so we'll have already gone over, like, the background, that kind of thing. For me, Good. personally, like, I... My knowledge of Third Eye Blind is literally this and semi-jumped. Yeah. Life. I, 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 <laughs> I love this. I love as well that, like, I feel like it was only within the last however many years that people were like, oh, semi-charm life is about drug addiction. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's, yeah. there's so much ambiguity to that, but this is, like, directly just like, oh, no, we know what this is about. We, it's, it's even in the title. Like, we know what Jumper is about. I mean, they, they, I mean, they do say, you know, doing crystal meth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, uh... I mean, like, I don't know. There's a bunch of Green Day songs about, literally about doing meth there's yeah. uh uh what's the uncle cracker song about heroin oh, uh, and i'll swim through your veins like a fish oh, in the yeah. sea yeah follow yeah. me about doing heroin <laughs> yes yeah that song's about doing heroin and i tell my coworkers that all the time and they're like nah and i'm like literally read the lyrics like <laughs> it probably is it was written in the 90s dude yeah like yeah Uncle Cracker knows what's up. Uncle Cracker likes to party. 
we gotta we gotta do some deep dives on Uncle Crack. Yeah, we gotta find out more about that man because he's oh, seems interesting. He's written like every song. He, known he's to man. written all the songs. Yeah, all of them. What? Hang on, I need. As, as soon as you start like like listening to like the top, like it, I'm not gonna say that many, but like his like top yeah, like, like five a songs. Lot of- or whatever like yeah. i was like wait this is also uncle cracker like what do you fucking mean <laughs> yeah wait as uncle cracker or has he written songs for other people uh i don't know that's a good question actually uh but no oh no sorry oh i see what you're saying uh no as uncle cracker i think oh. Oh. he has a few hits like he has a few like hits that i thought were like one hit wonders but apparently they're all him yeah wow like and i don't know maybe he's just bigger over here because he's like a uh, some sort of like weird kid rock parallel. Yeah, he seems like a weird guy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like, he feels like if Jimmy Buffett was trying to be kid rock. You know, yeah. Yeah, because he kind of looks like a young Jimmy Buffett, but he <laughs> yeah. acts like kid rock. I and I don't that. understand how you get there, but hey, that's I don't know Uncle Cracker I, for you. I don't know why when I'm trying to picture Uncle Cracker, I'm just seeing Steve Harwell yes, from Smash Mouth. Same. Can you Google a picture of Uncle Cracker for me? Like, are you able He's to do that without dude. crashing I your computer? Mean, <laughs> is he, like, is get an gonna, image of him up for me. This is going to be a really silly question. Is he uncle with a K? Uh, it's, it's, no, it's Cracker with a K. It's Cracker with a K. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I think uncle with a C. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. If you is type really in Uncle Cracker. With a K? I think so. Or it's crack, with it's a Cracker with a K. Oh. Wow. <laughs> is it? For real? Wow. Oh, I can see you guys' screen. Yeah, I'm sharing my screen for you. Oh, oh there is literally a picture of him with Kid Rock. Oh, no. Okay, all right, cool. That's what I thought. So, yeah, he is a, a weird Kid Rock analog. A few pictures of him with Kid Rock, actually. Oh, my him God. Him performing oh, yeah. with Kid Rock. Oh, he might have been in Kid Rock's band. Basically, like, Steve Harwell in, like, a flanny shirt. He looks like he just hangs out with, with Kid Rock and just, like... Yeah. <laughs> And, and just waits for like, waits for like, is no, nah, that's gonna sound horrible. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I, I don't know. He was either like just on tour with him, or like in his band or something. I don't fucking know. He's best friends with Kid Rock. Apparently. I'm just. Did like- I post a picture of them together? I think I posted a picture of these two together on Twitter with no context one time. <laughs> He just—he looks, like he looks like he hangs out with Kid Rock because he makes Kid Rock look better. Like he makes Kid Rock look more handsome. But like Kid Rock, Kid Rock on his own is like, yeah, like a frog, frog man, frog faced man. Oh. <laughs> he is, he is like next to, next to Uncle Cracker. It's like okay, you're all right. Yeah, it makes sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Uncle Cracker looks like he's like the bouncer at like a local bar. Yeah, <laughs> like not a big bar, like I, the the bad one. Like my uncle, and your a uncle bouncer, Yeah, a bouncer at a local. Kind of. Bouncer at a local bar, and obviously the nineties were the best time of his life. Oh yeah, and he's never forgotten it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's still the nineties, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am going to keep for, up for motivation, and we can just. We can talk That's about good. I like this. and Kid Rock as well. So I really wish you guys could see my POV. Pardon? I wish you guys could see my POV because it's just up Ooh. on my phone screen. I'm going to take a picture from my phone. Yeah, so like you can kind of get the idea of what's going on. Like I'm 
kind of sitting here in my chair with the microphone right in front of me and then just beyond the microphone like like the microphone's out of focus because it's so close to me so like all I can really see when I look down is just Kid Rock and Uncle Cracker hanging out Mm. out here Frank's Frank's trying to get a POV shot so maybe we can post that later oh my god but uh it's just sort of my view for this whole thing Uncle Cracker's uh mug shot is a huge yikes oh no I'm not gonna. Oh, what did he get arrested for? Uh, sex charges. Oh no. Yep. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, Uncle sounds about Cracker's, right. Uncle Cracker released Bond after arrest on sex charge. Oh fuck. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he hangs around Kid Rock. I, I'm not. Yeah. Surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, uh, uh, well, that's American musicians for you, though. Yeah. Yeah. You pretty much it, it's. Probably like a 60 40 chance, 60 oh, yeah. being that they're a sex pest. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what this has to do with uh, Third Eye Blind. Anyway, <laughs> I like Jumper. I think it's a good song. Yeah, um, Jumper's great. Uh, Semi-Charmed Life is also fucking sick. Also a great song. Yeah. Um, I think that the, uh, what the hell is the name of the band that covered this song? Bad Life. Right. What, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was shit. Yeah. I thought it was really awful. Um, it's like they took the 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 part of the song where he's just playing the acoustic guitar, and they're like, "What if the whole song was like that?" I don't think Fearless yeah. Records knows what punk is. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> so many times. They've never. He's definitely trying to up. Okay, I figured you guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely trying to upstage. Sorry, wait, what? Vocals oh. as well. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's not doing it's a good not, job. It's just, it's not working. There's no, no there's, there's, there's just no nothing to there. It. Yeah. It feels really like flat and empty. And yeah. I don't know. I just didn't really like it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that it was a disservice to the original. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like, um, I don't know. And I've, I've, I've tried to find some other covers of this that like uplifted it at all. And, Beyond the talent show cover uh, <laughs> that we found of some some children in 2009 playing it, uh, that was pretty good. Uh, also, I think I listened to like a band from Fest doing it, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is a good vibe at least. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that a cover, I think that a cover of this song is meant for like you know uh, a smaller like bar show where we're all just, you know, hanging out, having fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, rest in peace. Who yeah. knows if that'll ever happen again. And like, but I don't know. I'm really into the band Tiger's Jaw. I think we oh, both yeah. are. And, uh, oh, yeah. they covered not this song, but they covered semi-charmed uh, life. And I really do hear like in the, the, like the musical bridge later on in the song, I really hear a lot of like early Tiger's Jaw stuff, like from two worlds. Um, they're like a like a, a more modern like they get labeled like an emo band. I think yeah, yeah. they are actually closer to a real emo band too now. Yeah, like the original definition of emo. Yeah, they're much closer to like you know something that spawned from like the Cure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, actually, they cover they cover a Cure song. They cover it in yeah. days. Yeah. Ooh, so. But, oh, it's a great cover too. Yeah. Yeah, that's another really good cover. Yeah, cover that's that. a great one. Another really good cover that they did was when they did um, Hey Ya. Oh yeah, they also oh, did that. Oh, that yeah. was that was a really good cover. Yeah, they Tiger's Jaw. They're they're a great band. Uh, if, if you don't know them, check them out. But uh, uh, yeah, I hear that a lot in this song. Uh, especially in the music, like the musical parts to it, 
And I think that's really interesting for me because uh, I have like a giant tiger's shot tattoo on my chest also. So like, um, <laughs> you know, so there's that too. Uh, so I was excited to, to do this one and talk about this. Yeah, definitely. It's an, I'll probably repeat this on our initial recording, but it's an interesting choice as well to do Jumper and not Semi-Charmed Life for a Punk Go yeah. compilation exactly. as well. Yeah, it's just a bit of a bizarre one. Exactly. Yeah, because this song, this song for me has the same energy as like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, like it has a similar energy to like uh, like Oasis, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. Wonderwall kind of. And it also has similar energy to, like, um, How to Save a Life by The Fray. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. That song, yeah. Yeah, it kind of has that, like, nasally sort of tone with the acoustic guitar layered in and all that shit. Like, it was probably just really popular at the time to do. Um, but, yeah, it is really strange that a punk goes anything would pick this. But I also listened to the band. Like, we listened to, the, like, their big hit or whatever. Yep. Yeah, they're not a punk band at Yeah, all. they're just like an alt-rock that's band. Just, yeah, that's what like their music sounds like. Yeah. And I just don't, I'm not yeah. into that. So I can't even necessarily blame them for the cover sounding that way. That's just how they would play the song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We, we feel that a lot of what them... What was that? What? Sorry? Go ahead. And I was just going to say, we so feel like a lot, of the, a lot of the bands that are like that, it's because they've sort of run in the same circles as a lot of the scene bands, a lot of the yeah. punk, emo, hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe friends with some of these bands, but they play alternative rock. And then, I don't know, I don't know if it's yeah. a yeah. just doesn't do their homework. It's like, oh, they've toured with, you know, Saves the Day. Yeah, let's get them on yeah. and do a song. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense then. Uh, Fearless is just being kind of lazy about it. <laughs> listen to also the um, <clears throat> um. What did we listen to? What? Who was it? Who was? What was the band doing? Gangsters Paradise. In, oh in fuck! Whatever. Oh, oh, oh. Ronnie Radke. Yuck. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, because I was. Just... I couldn't look at the video. It, yeah. Like, it was really, really bad. One of the worst things I've ever seen. And cool, um, yours yeah, in it. Obviously, we don't like Ronnie Radke. Oh god. Oh that's that was Coolio? Him? Oh, yeah, that no. was Coolio. Oh that's oh no. I was oh, no. okay, I didn't understand. I was like, well he doesn't like sing at all or whatever in, in this thing. Or no, if he, he does, like he there. doesn't mouth the words at least if he does at, at any point. Uh is is he just there? Like does he not he, sing? He does not sing. He's just there. I just I just hope he got a good payday out of it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so it really guy. was just like a to- it was literally a token thing. Like yeah. That's oh, yeah. So, oh, it's so fucked up. My God. It's, it's almost like to say, like, <laughs> hey, we got Coolio's approval, but. Not really. Yeah, not really. like, I mean, is it is it better or worse that it was actually Coolio? Like, I don't even know. Like, is it better or worse that it was just, like, like not just some random dude? I think it's slightly better, <sighs> it's just, but it I feel bad for him. Like, he's, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. Ronnie Yeah, Ryan. it's. I don't even know how to feel about it, man. Like, if that video was put out today, like it almost feels like they could have like faked him in there, you know? Yeah, true. <laughs> like, Obviously, we we don't like Ronnie Radke. Yeah, like fuck fuck that dude. Um, but you know what's funny is I didn't know that was him. Like I know the name, but I didn't remember what band he was in, and I didn't know what he looked like. So we were watching this, and I was like, ah, he seems like one of those like <laughs> like you know, dates 14-year-olds, Ronnie Radke type, and Veronica was like, no, that is, that is actually him. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> yeah, she's Frank's not familiar with uh, with him. Look, I never listened to. Uh, sorry, what did you guys just say? Um, I was just saying, like playing along with the bit, like hate to break it to you, but that's actually Ronnie. But um, oh, <laughs> I yeah. never listened to Escape the Fate beyond like one song, which was okay. But like, I always just knew that they were like a shitbag kind of band. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it just yeah. might hit in that people yeah. writing letters to Ronnie in prison, and it's just like, that's fine. I mean, it helped that he's a good-looking dude. Is he, though? He's good-looking for the sake. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Well, if you're into that kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah like, true. Think, think of how many <laughs> girls were in love with, like, really heavy-browed Burt McCracken. Like, Burt McCracken's not a I mean, <laughs> good girl. Girls loved Burt McCracken. Roddy Radke's like a statue compared to Burt McCracken. Yeah, and look, yeah I mean, how many people... Um, Marilyn Manson. How many people oh, love yeah. Marilyn Manson? Recent news, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I always... Energy, yeah. I never liked him. But... Uh, There's a certain breed of, like problematic musician for lack of a better term where even as a kid I was just like you don't seem legit it just it seems shocking that only in 2021 is he actually getting his like it's like why wasn't this happening in like the 90s or the early 2000s like how is this a surprise how is this a surprise that Marilyn I mean scumbag yeah I mean he was literally like committing like violence against his bandmates on stage as like part of their whole thing so maybe like maybe it was just like a thick shield you know of just like oh he's just like crazy fucked up dude and it's all part of the act so like yeah i don't know maybe no one was paying attention hmm. oh, it's... that's just my thoughts on i mean it. if I you're rich know. you can get away with whatever you want that right? too yeah yeah that's the main thing um anyway um yeah uh, what were we talking about again? What's, <laughs> our, what's our topic of the day? So I guess, uh, third eye blind. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit, I think we've covered uh, pretty much everything <laughs> we wanted to talk. About. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I could honestly just sit here and shit talk all day, but I think you guys probably have better things to do with your time, at least. Um, so uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if my weed guy has texted me yet. So uh, <laughs> I might not have anything better to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can well, do what we're waiting on. Well, one of the covers that we found was yeah, Harry singing. Oh yeah, that's what we're jumper about. for uh, for the movie. Oh yeah, which is yes. just it's a really strange movie where. Jim Carrey has to say yes to everything. His romantic lead is Zoe Deschanel. He's best friends with Bradley Cooper. And yeah, there's a part where he has to sing this song and it's, he's trying, I, I can see that he maybe has an okay voice, but he's also singing like, on a song about suicide. And it's, it's really quite bizarre, but um I know that there might be a discussion about the, movie, the the Sonic the Hedgehog movie as well. This is true. Oh yeah, we we did pre-pod talk about uh, or pre-interview talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which is really fucking good. We might have talked about it on our podcast even at some point. I don't know, but we talk I, about it to like everyone who will listen to us. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, because it was so good, and people don't believe me that it was good. Like. 
like, I think it would have been better if they didn't do the redesign because I was actually really excited to see how awful it looked. I thought it was going to be hilarious. I know, just like a two hour um, like shit post. <laughs> okay. I yeah, just, exactly. I was just checking to see if Jumper or uh, uh, or How to Save a Life came out first. And Jumper did come out first by a few <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, so they, they did steal it from them. I don't like How to Save a Life. Oh, I don't either. I especially don't like the movie that it's like in slash named after or whatever. Oh, oh I'm not familiar. Oh, it's a <laughs> sir. Are you guys familiar with uh, like Christian cinematography? Ooh, not overly. Ugh, we are quite a <laughs> yeah. So like, it's a huge Christian propaganda film. Um, I thought one of the guys from FND Films was in it for some reason, but it's just a guy who looks just like him. Uh, that's a that's like a deep youtube reference though um no it's a song it's a song about like uh, all right i'm gonna say this it's gonna sound like kind of harsh but i don't like this movie uh and and i'm gonna tell you the plot to it is why like i don't like this movie it's clearly christian propaganda uh and they feature the they feature how to uh how to save a life like prominently throughout the movie like it plays several times i think um it's a song about, or sorry, it's a movie. It's a movie about this kid. Well, it's not about the kid, I guess. It's 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 about a, a Christian kid, and like I don't know if it's his friend or just some kid at school. Like he comes to school, and I don't think he shoots anyone, but I think he just shoots himself, like in the middle of the hall at school. Um, and like the sound of the gunshot is like played three times louder than the rest of the movie, and they constantly use it in the movie to like I don't know if they're trying to scare the shit out of you or what but they constantly yeah they constantly use it as like this like thing to bring you back to it but it's so fucking loud and annoying um that it kind of takes away from the rest of the movie and also uh it's it's just like I don't know if you believe in God everything will be fine Mm. and also the only person who ever did anything wrong in the movie was the only black character so like you know don't know how I feel about that one either yeah, yeah yeah uh so like maybe that has also tainted that song for me like maybe that song has nothing to do with the movie and they just got the rights for it but uh that's part of the reason i really hate that song understandable like yeah. that is fucked up yeah i mean we've, we've yeah, established so like, yeah. in our podcast that we're not religious people mm-hmm. so it like it doesn't even sound like it's worth a laugh like it doesn't even sound like it can you know there's something redeeming no it's it yeah it's the kind of movie that like i don't even want to like i like i said in our pre-pod talk i will pay for a bad movie that i want to watch because i find some value in it this is a movie that i don't find any value in and it's also like it is propaganda that's why i'm calling it christian propaganda it's not a christian film it's it's very much propaganda and it's very much like scare tactics as well and using like i don't know it's using familiar imagery to like put you in a vulnerable like mind space and they often show it to young kids like at youth groups and oh it's like gosh. much like a lot of christian films they're like oh it's meant to like you should show this to kids and it's like actually super fucked up and traumatizing yeah like like how they make kids watch passion of the christ like yeah. mm, they make you, you know. watch the thing about like drunk driving and yeah fucking getting hit by trains do you guys did you guys have to- <laughs> Do you guys it's have driver's not, ed like we do? Yeah, did you have, ever have to watch, like, a safety informational video about, like, kids getting hit by trains? No, but I wish we did. So, why? 
Oh, uh, no, you don't. So, <laughs> no, like, angels on the tracks, baby. Yeah. Angels on the tracks. I'm going to look that yeah, up. Yeah, driver's ed in the United States. Yeah, look up angels on the tracks. It's kind of fucked up. But, uh, yeah, we uh, often, like, our driver's ed programs over here are, like, a lot of like scare tactics with them a lot of like hey i'm gonna show you some like footage of actual dead bodies because like, yeah yeah like yeah. show me a 15 and a half year old pictures of some fucking dead bodies yeah cool. like, thank you yeah so i don't know american cinematography is always just uh on the cutting edge we we have <laughs> ads, we have ads from the the it's called the tac i don't know what it's what that stands for but oh basically they know uh, yeah that's right you yeah you guys in, in the uk have like really fucked up psas right yeah, yeah. So they sort of serve as like the replacement or substitute for what you guys do in school like uh, yeah okay public things. sort of for everyone and and because basically the big thing here in australia is during christmas time when people are traveling to go see family or just go and travel to you know be away from all the riffraff on uh, Christmas. There are a lot of uh, there are a lot of car accidents. So like yeah. we have the road. We almost have like a counter. Like this is how many people have died from yeah, road, road accidents. Toll. The road toll over Christmas time. And so the TAC put out one year a, an ad that was played to so this is Christmas. Oof. And it was just horrific car accidents. Oh, no. oh, no. People in hospital and people dead. Oh and- no. It is traumatic. I can't listen to that song now and not think about car car wrecks. There's been some really fucked up, like, effective but fucked up ones because there's another thing that the TAC does every year called, or I think every year, called Math Mad. So make a film, make a difference. And so it's a film competition open to people to do a film relating to this kind of PSA, like, project. And, yeah, there's one that won... Math Mad in year, not year 12, in 2012, <laughs> called Yes Mum. And it just ruined my day because it's basically like, dude has been out at a party with his mates. He's driving them home in a car. And he gets a phone call from his mum who's like, oh, yeah, so like, how's the party? Like, make sure you're safe, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yes, mum, yes, mum on the phone. But he has taken, like, they've had an accident. He's driven the car into like a lake or something. And they're all just, like, slowly drowning while he's on the phone to his mum. Like, no, I'll be home soon. Like, it's fine. And I remember just watching it and just, like... What the fuck? It was fucked up. And so, like, it's very much like they do milk that really traumatic thing to obviously get people to fucking pay attention when they're driving. But also, it's just... Yeah, so if you want to ruin your night, look up Yes Mum, Math Mad, M-A-M. I do have one if you want I do have one if you want to make your night better, though. A uh, friend of the pod, Richard S., he showed us. It's more Christian stuff. Oh, but it's yeah. like, wait till, wait till you've, uh, you've had your meeting with your weed guy and watch Dorby's. Oh, no. I think, yeah, we need what, to- what is it called? Dorby's. So it's sort of like in the same vein as VeggieTale. So like D-O-R-B-E-E-Z. It's like the most rudimentary, like CGI animation. Yeah. It's like put CGI. Sorry, invented. spell it one more time for me. D O R B double Oh, okay. And so, like, especially like one of the songs, and I think, uh, fuck it, I've decided I'm going to close off this episode with it. It's called "I Don't I Want to Be Grown Up" or "Don't Want to Be." Oh, grown up. yeah. And it fucking slaps. It's like the shittest song, but. 
yeah, every movie night we end up playing that and just hating ourselves. Um, <laughs> so Veronica yeah. has Veronica has put it up on the computer actually for us. Um, yeah. Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Is it is it, it like a swingy kind of like theme song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like hey, Torbies. Hey, I think so. It's, yeah. Um, I yeah, I can't really remember too much about it, but and yeah, like I don't want to be grown up. Like it's really, it's like, very scary. Like horrifying uh, VeggieTales type CGI. You said yes, yes. Except they have teeth. Yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> looking at it right now, and it's really horrible. Because um, we didn't get VeggieTales like we've seen. Like, um, funny. Uh, my dad wouldn't let me watch Veggie Tales when I was little. Um, because it's Christian propaganda. It's Christian propaganda. <laughs> uh, and yeah. he, he was like, he was like, I will not let my child be a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man. So yeah, like I literally only know Veggie Tales through the internet, and yeah. because people are like, "Lol, it's Christian propaganda." Yeah. So yeah, that's those are two things for you yeah. that simultaneously like ruin and or make your night. They both could just ruin your night. Yeah. Um, School, <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. I'm into it. I think on that note, let's wrap this oh. up so that we can let you guys watch. Sounds good. Terrifying shit. Yeah. And also, this is fast. Yeah. Off the rails, which I'm always a fan of. <laughs> Of course. So at the end of our episodes, we tend to just summarize the original and the cover with answering the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah. So hell yeah meaning like, hell yeah, sick, and yeah nah meaning like, no, not a fan. Because we, we have a way of saying yes and no. Yeah oh. nah means no. Nah yeah means yes yeah. in Australia. Classic Australian yeah. slang. So for you guys... So it's... <laughs> for me i think it's gonna be a uh just so i got this right i think it's a yeah nah yep for the cover for the cover yeah, yeah. nah yeah oh for nah. the cover yeah sorry uh the original hell yeah Good. yeah i think, yeah. We're, all, I think we're all originals hell yeah sick let's celebrate yeah. this by adding chocolate to milk <laughs> So, again, thank you Monica and Frank for joining us and basically just talking shit for the better part of an hour, I think. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about an hour now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. So, this is your space to... No, it's fine. Um, ...promote what you want to promote. So, give us the plugs. Give us the... Twitter handles, the links to thank you for the podcast and any other things that you want to shill to people because this is half the reason why we do this in the first place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're thank you for the podcast, uh, a My Chemical Romance podcast. You can find us at thanks for the pod, uh, no vowels except for the word pod yep. on Twitter. Uh-huh. I am uh, Veronica, also known as Toes.exe. You can find me at exe Toes on Twitter. I'm one follower away from having to live stream myself buy some Crocs, yeah. uh, yes. which I'm very excited about. Yeah, uh, oh, I, I found a TikTok that shows you how to put Heelys wheels. Yes, on Crocs, so sick. That's Crocs Heelys. That's super dangerous. Wow, that's super dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so follow me for content. Um, I'm Frank. Uh, you can follow me. <laughs> 
Ad Appro- Approaching Bear is mine, I think. Yeah, I think Ad Approaching Bear is yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're around. We're on Twitter. We're, uh, I don't know, man, if you want to be on our show, hit us up. Yeah, yeah if you I, like MCR, uh, at us, DM us, whatever. Love it. Yeah, and that goes for us too. Um, we are actually no, you know where we are. That also come on our podcast too. Yeah, and yeah. Um, this week has been a real treat for listeners of both pods. So thank everyone else for listening. I guess.